0: in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned, at the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us. So be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Nehemiah chapter 13. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney.
1: Nehemiah has to be one of my favorite for real Bible characters. You get the scene here? He's yelling at people, throwing stuff out the window. He says, clean the place, it stinks. Yelling at the administration, what's your problem? Taking money from the priest and making them go to work in the field. What's wrong with you people? And then he says, remember me, oh God. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Off with the heads. Remember me, oh God, praise the Lord. Fourth promise, broken, the Sabbath promises in verses 15 through 22. In those days, I saw people in Judah treading wine presses on the, what they say, Sabbath, and bringing in sheaves, bringing in sheaves, and loading donkeys with wine and grapes and figs and all kinds of burdens, which they brought into Jerusalem on the Sabbath day. And I warned them about the day on which they were selling provisions. Men of Tyre dwelt there also, who brought in And all kinds of goods and sold them, are y'all getting this? On the Sabbath to the children of Judah and in Jerusalem. And then I contended with the, remember, loud voice, with the nobles of Judah. And I said to them, What evil thing is this that you do? Nehemiah is just going around, just taking. Just what is wrong with you people? What's going on here? What's going on there? Look at the evil Tobians and the house of God, and what is this evil stuff, selling things and profaning the Sabbath day? Did not your fathers do thus? And did not our God bring all this disaster on this city, because you didn't honor the Sabbath? Yet you bring added wrath on Israel by profaning the Sabbath. And so it was as the gates of Jerusalem and it began as it began to be dark before the Sabbath that I commanded the gates to be shut and I charge that they must be open till after must not be open till after the Sabbath, and then I posted some of my servants at the gate so that no burdens would be brought in on the Sabbath day. Now, the merchants and the sellers of all kinds of wares lodged outside Jerusalem once or twice, then it implies on the Sabbath. And then I warned them and I said to them, Why do you spend the night around the wall? If you do this again, I'm gonna lay hands on you. <laughs> It's in the Word. I'm not making it up. Do it again. Love it. I told you are going to love this chapter. Do it again. I'm going to lay hands on you. Do it again. I'm going to lay hands on you. It ain't going to be for healing. It's not going to be for anointing. Not going to be a call to ministry. (laughs) Do it again. From that day on, they came no more on the Sabbath. (laughs) (laughs) Now, here's another broken promise. Again, I'm just trying to make the correlation for you. So I'm doing all this homework for you. You don't have to do anything, but just go look it up. Chapter 10, verse 31. They promised not to buy from the merchants around uh, the area on the Sabbath. Verse 15 here in chapter 13, Nehemiah said, I can't believe it. They're bringing all their stuff on the Sabbath. In verse 16, even the foreigners, the men of Tyre, set up shop. And they were open for seven days a week. Even Chick-fil-A clothes on Sunday. They were open seven days a week. And Nehemiah said, listen, this is the reason we went into captivity in the first place. Hello, because they hadn't kept the sabbatic year for 490 years. God carried them to Babylon to collect those years. Nehemiah said, you're profaning the Sabbath. And verse 19 tells us, Nehemiah said, Friday evening before the sun went down, I commanded the gates to be locked and not open till after the Sabbath. The Sabbath is from, and you might want to write this down, The Sabbath is from sundown Friday to sundown Saturday. The Sabbath begins when, actually, in the Jewish culture, the Sabbath begins when they can see three stars in the sky. Three stars in the sky on Friday, the Sabbath begins, and then ends when they can see three stars in the sky on Saturday. And that's why in Genesis, it says that the first day was evening to morning. Evening to morning was the first day. Now, our day goes from what? Morning to evening. Their day went from evening to morning. Then Nehemiah posted guards at the gate. Verse 20 tells us they came and they found the doors locked and camped outside. In verse 21, I can see Nehemiah looking over the wall. Why are you guys spending night around this wall? I'm sick of seeing you. He says, I'm going to lay hands on you. I'm going to do it. The Bible tells us from that time forward, they didn't come back. In verse 23 through 27, or actually let's pick up verse 22. And I commanded the Levites. you looking at verse 22. I commanded the Levites that they should cleanse themselves and that they should go and guard the gates to sanctify the Sabbath day. And notice he, remember me, O God, concerning this thing, and spare me according to the greatness of your mercy. Don't you love that? And Nehemiah just injects that. You know what I mean? Do it again. I'm going to lay hands on you. Remember me, O God. (laughs) In those days, I also saw Jews who had married women of Ashdod, the Philistines, Ammon and Moab, and half of their children spoke the language of Ashdod and could not speak the language of Judah, but spoke according to the language of one or the other people. And so I contended with a loud voice with them and cursed them and struck some of them and pulled out their hair and made them swear by God saying, you shall not give your daughters as wives to their sons. I'm trying to read. Stop laughing. You shall (laughs) not give your daughters as wives to their sons, nor take their daughters for your sons or yourselves. Did not Solomon king of Israel sin by these things yet among many nations there was no king like him, who was beloved of his God. And God made him king over all of Israel. Nevertheless, pagan women caused even him to sin. Should we then hear of your doing all this great evil, transgressing against God by marrying pagan women? And one of the sons of Joiada, the son of Eliashib, the high priest, was a son-in-law of Sambalit the Hornite, therefore, I drove him from me. <laughs> the interesting. In the years Nehemiah was away, the Israelites had resumed their practice of intermarrying with pagan nations around them. This was a dramatic disobedience to God's word. The law completely, listen, the law completely forbade them to marry and intermarry with pagans. The word completely prohibits the Christian from intermarrying. Now again, chapter 10, verse 30, we will, they said, in their cutting covenant, we will not give our daughters as wives to the peoples of the land, nor take their daughters, uh, uh, to give our daughters to marry their sons. So Nehemiah comes back, and they're marrying Philistines and Ammonites and Ashdodites and Moabites. In Houston, we have a problem. You see, when there's a spiritual compromise in your life, there will be a domestic compromise. If there's a spiritual compromise, it's going to spill over into your home, to your children. What you allow them to watch, are you listening? What you allow them to listen to in their iPod. What kind of friends you allow your children to hang out with? What kind of boys you allow your daughters to date? Where there is a spiritual compromise, there will be a domestic compromise. And keep in mind, God had a problem with them marrying pagan people who were outside of the faith of Israel. In the New Testament, when the Bible talks about intermarrying, the Bible is talking about believers marrying what? Unbelievers or non-believers. When the Bible talks about intermarrying, the Bible is not talking about black people marrying white people or Hispanics marrying white people or any other racial group marrying another racial group. God does not care about the color of one's skin. Clap your hands. God does not care. That doesn't matter to God. That matters to us. That doesn't matter to God. God cares that you marry a believer, that two believers marry, because God cares about, here you go, godly seed. And God knows if a believer marries an unbeliever, God knows, stay with me here, God knows that that child between those two are most, is most likely going to gravitate to the belief system of the non-believer, and you might say, well, "Wait a minute! You might wait a minute. Maybe you gravitate to the, to the to the believer. Maybe they would. No, not really." Notice the problem in our text. Half of their children spoke the language of Ashton. and they could not speak the language of Judah, but spoke according to the language of one or the other people. The child is going to gravitate toward the belief system of the non-believer because of the nature of the flesh. Don't you understand this flesh, this flesh nature is a very powerful thing that we really underestimate. it's, it's, It's actually natural, actually, to gravitate toward the flesh. That's natural. It's supernatural to gravitate toward the spirit. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. You can't do that by yourself. Say better amen than that. You can't do that by yourself. I'm going to wait. You can't do that by yourself. That's a supernatural work of God. So if you got a believer married to a non-believer, some of y'all may even know what I'm talking about. Perhaps you're in a home environment right now and and there is a a believer married to a non-believer and you're experiencing problems with your children in the home and keeping them close to the things of God. Because their flesh naturally wants to go toward the things of the world. That's natural. Flesh is weak. That's natural. It's supernatural for the child to move toward the things of the spirit. Interesting. They had married and become so ingratiated with other, with pagan nations that even some of the children didn't even speak the language of heaven. They didn't even speak the language of Judah. God's language. The language of heaven. They never learned the language that was relative to worship and the word. These children are living in the home where one parent possibly committed is committed and the other is worldly. Living in the spirit. Again, comes supernaturally the child, the children. They're living in the flesh. They didn't even speak the language of the Jews. Look at verse 25. Nehemiah stunned. I'm coming in for a landing. Nehemiah stunned, surprised, shocked. He had had enough. Nehemiah had about all he could take. He contended with them, the Jewish people, and he cursed them. Now, when it says he cursed them, it doesn't mean he was like profanity, like blankety, blank, blank. It means he pronounced a curse on them from Deuteronomy 28. A curse on them about obeying God from Deuteronomy 28. Verse 25 tells us he smote some of them and pulled out their hair. When it says he smote and pulled out their hair, that's exactly what it means. It, mean, it means he slapped them. Nehemiah had about had enough. I'm telling you, Nehemiah is violent. Nehemiah is something else. Nehemiah is standing there, he's like, You guys, psh, psh. come here, three of y'all stand right here. Nehemiah is something else. I'd love to be in this chapter. I would just love to put my body in this chapter. Nehemiah slapped them and he pulled out their hair. And when it says he pulled out their hair, that's what it means literally. It means to make them bald. He pulled out their hair. That's what it literally means. And Ezra chapter nine, Ezra came and he saw the condition of Jerusalem, remember? And the Bible says Ezra got so upset that he pulled out his own hair. Nehemiah pulls out their hair. See, I went to the my ministry. Because <laughs> that hurts. You ever, if you ever had a beard, if you've ever had a beard, I'm, I'm, I'm coming in for a landing, y'all. Seriously. If you've ever had a beard, and you hold a baby, and you know a baby, don't ever, ever, ever have a beard and hold a baby. Because a baby, naturally, as I talked about the sin nature, babies... <laughs> Babies. babies are little sinners. They really, and they just, you're holding a baby, cute little baby. Oh, he's so cute. And he just grabs your beard and he's like, Ugh. and you're going, Ugh. here, take your evil baby. I mean, take your cute little baby. They're evil. I mean, it's and it hurts. Pulling your beard hurts. Nehemiah said, listen, I'm not going to pull out my own beard. I'm going to pull out their beard. Nehemiah has a grip on their beard and he's slapping them. Get the scene. (laughs) He's got a grip on it. He's just slapping them. And he says, you know what? You won't give your daughters to marry. Say it. Say it. You won't give your daughters to marry other boys. Say it. Say it. say it. Say it. Okay. 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 We won't do it. Verse 26. Did not Solomon, the king of Israel, sin by these things? Yet among, this is a key verse, yet among many nations there was no king like him who who was beloved of his God, and God made him king over all of Israel. Nevertheless, pagan women caused even him to sin. Nehemiah says Solomon was loved by God, and even Solomon allowed pagan women to cause him to sin. Nehemiah says, listen, look at Solomon. There was never a king like him, famous in all the world. And because of foreign women, they took his heart. Foreign women, interesting this word foreign. The word foreign also means outlandish. As a matter of fact, the King Jimmy, if you're reading the King Jimmy, it says outlandish. These outlandish women, foreign, outlandish, out of land, foreign. These outlandish women took his heart. Don't forget that. The heart always makes a convert of the mind. The heart always makes a convert of the mind. In other words, what affects your heart will drive your intellect. And that's why the Bible tells us Proverbs four twenty three. write it down. Guard your heart with all diligence because from it flows the issues of life. And then in verses 28 through 31, oh, let's just read it and we'll knock it down. And one of the sons of Joiada, the son of Eliashib, the high priest, was a son-in-law of Samballot, the Hornite. Therefore, Nehemiah says, I drove him from me. Remember them, O my God, because they have defiled the priesthood and the covenant of the priesthood and the Levites. And thus I cleanse them of everything pagan. I also assign duties to the priest and to the Levites, each to a service, and to bringing the wood offerings and the fruit, first fruits at the appointed times. Remember me, oh my God, for good. So in verses 28 through 31, Samballot had been a headache throughout the entire book. Eliashib's grandson married the daughter of Samballot. So Ballat is in the family. Nehemiah chased him. Nehemiah is straightening things out. You can get that. Now listen, we can't behave like Nehemiah behaves, screaming at people and throwing stuff out the window and pulling hair and pulling beards. Although you might want to, we can't. But certainly we can look at the spirit behind Nehemiah's actions. The spirit of Nehemiah is to love God and to hate sin and to hate evil because sin and compromise doesn't just affect your life. It affects the lives of everything and everyone around you. It affects the next generation and they'll grow And not know God. Look at verse 29 through 31. Nehemiah said, remember them, O God, because they defile the priesthood and the covenant of the priesthood. Nehemiah is putting worship back in the center of the city, in the center of the people. He's putting offerings back in the place at the right times. And notice in verse 31, finally, remember me, O God, for good. If a man did today what Nehemiah did in his day, surely he would have started a rebuilding your church ministry from the inside out. Definitely he would have wrote a book, Four Easy Ways to Build Your Church, or Four Easy Ways to Beat Your People, or at least a plaque built by Nehemiah the Great so he could look back on his life and his accomplishments and be proud of his accomplishments. Nehemiah didn't do any of that. He simply said, remember me oh my God, for good. See, Nehemiah was looking to the Lord for rewards, not looking to a plaque or looking to a monument or wanting to write a book or the latest DVD series so that people could remember what he's done. He knows that his reward comes from God. Remember me, God, for good. Now, as we close this book, I want to give you the top 10 lessons. If you've been with us through the book of Nehemiah, you've heard this before. I want to give you kind of the top 10 lessons that, that I've learned and I hope that you have learned from this very, very, very practical book. Take notes. write this down. Number one, it's never too late to do what's right. Amen. Even though God's people have messed up really bad, God still loved them. Don't let your past Keep you from your future blessings. The past is just that, the past. Number two, don't play around with sin. Nehemiah dealt with sin decisively. Don't get cozy with compromise. Romans chapter 12, verse nine says, hate what is evil and cling to what is good. Number three, remember who God is. He is great and he is awesome. Amen. That means that he is large and in charge. He is also good at all times. Even when bad things happen to us, God is good. Remember Sunday? We talked about if God hand tortures me, I love him. And if God hands me over to blessings, I love him. Whatever God does is right. And whatever God does, we should love him. Number four, cultivate a lifestyle of prayer and praise. Write that down. Cultivate a lifestyle of prayer and praise. God is looking for worshipers and people to be joyful. Number five, move out of your comfort zone. Move out of your comfort zone. Most of us are way too comfortable with the way that we're living. Make yourself available to God. Remember, God's looking for availability, not ability. We're too comfortable. Get out of your comfort zone. Number six. Don't let difficulties derail you. When hard times come, and they will, don't bail on God. God allows tough times in our lives for a purpose. He uses tough times to draw us to God and to get close to him. So don't let difficulties derail you. Number seven, seek to resolve relational ruptures. Seek to resolve relational ruptures. If you work with people, you're going to have conflicts. Go to church with people, you're going to have conflicts. If you live on this earth, you're going to have conflicts. Jesus knows that, and that's why he gave us Matthew 18 to teach us and to give us some guidelines on how to resolve conflicts. So seek to resolve relational ruptures. And number eight, Say yes to God's priorities and no to the devil's distractions. Can somebody say amen? Say yes to God's priorities and no to devil's distractions. God wants us to live purposeful lives. Focus on those things that matter to him. And then number nine, believe the promises of God and act upon them. Listen, if you make a vow, keep it. If you make a promise, keep it. Don't have um, promises made to God and, and, and you don't keep them. If you make a vow, keep it. And we talked about You don't have to make a vow. But if you do, keep it. The Bible says let your yes be yes and your no be no. So make a vow, you keep it. But why not just commit your life to the Lord and obey his word and don't let Satan distract you. Number 10 and finally, allow God to use you. God takes great pleasure in using people, again, who are available to him. You don't have to be super saints. Nehemiah wasn't a super saint. He was a cupbearer, working for the king. You don't have to be a spiritual giant. Your greatest asset to the kingdom is availability. God takes the ordinary and makes it extraordinary. Did you hear me? God takes the ordinary and makes it extraordinary. And that's verse by verse, chapter by chapter, point by point, every jot, every tittle, expositional teaching of the book of Nehemiah. I sure hope you learned something. I certainly did. God bless you.
0: You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Kerry, located in Apex, North Carolina.